just ahead of Bruce Kerlock, pass along that Carl Weathers, who was a guest on this show in September, has passed away at the age of 76. Legendary, legendary Carl Weathers, Weathers passed away. Joined now by Mr. Kerlock. How are you? We haven't talked in a while. Are you are you doing well, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Are you are you overall with the number of prospects that are down there uh, in Bakersfield? Are you pleased with their handling, or do you wish maybe there was one fewer winger so more could play more often? Yeah, I I think that's I think you hit the nail on the head. I I think they need one less bet on the forward group um, to allow more kids to play. I mean. That said, I mean, it's not as if a lot of the kids at the lower end have um, have really uh, beat down the door. But you know, less vets is yeah, it's a tricky concept, as you, as you well know. I mean, vets are important for these prospects' development, but too many of them can can you know get in the way and block uh, development for Cr- sure. Crowd the room for sure. Okay, so. What I've noticed is I would I would hammer uh, the coaching staff more, but Max Wanner plays a lot. Like they they the the area where they maybe have room, they do play uh, the young player a lot. And I think that uh, uh, Olivier Rodrigue didn't play, but I think that kind of came from above. Played Jack Campbell, so um, it is a sticky wicket. What do you think of Wanner as a player, and is he coming along during the year? In your opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I really like this player. Um, you know, he's he's one of these COVID draft picks that played very little the year he was drafted, and uh, I doubt there were many eyeballs on him. Um, and that, to be fair, even when there were eyeballs on him, uh, including me, he just looked like a big, rugged defensive defenseman. But whatever changed, whatever happened over the summer to when he went to his first prospect camp, um, his skating uh, blossomed, uh, absolutely blossomed. And this this year, he's just built on um, last year. And it is, um, you're 100% right. They play him a lot. And even I would go back, I agree with you on the coaching staff, because I would say from the, if I remember correctly, the second game on, Wander was on the top pairing yep. with Cam Deneen. Cam Deneen. And, uh, they, you're 100% right. They play him um, in all high leverage situations, with the exception of the power play, and and they play him a lot. And uh, he, from my perspective, this is a legitimate prospect. Um, you know, he's 20 years old. He doesn't turn 21 till March. Um, the side of the game that typically is a little more difficult for these players, young players down there, with the defensive side and the physicality, uh, he, he's absolutely excelling there. His issue, like most young defensive defensemen, is puck skills. It looks like he's got some of those. Needs a little better first pass, but boy, as a 20-year-old, this is found money, the seventh, seventh round pick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go from there to the first round pick, Xavier Borgo. I, I feel like he's in between a little. I like his forward checking. I think he's a fine passer. With the puck on his stick, he's gotten, I think, 16 or 15 shots in the last four games. And or five games, and he he seems to be around the puck a lot, but I don't like his I don't like his release. It doesn't feel like he's he's got a goal scorer shot, and I worry about that. And what what do you think of him in year two? Yeah, he's a tough one. I I um, 
I, I echo a, a lot of what you've just said. Um, I, he, he has all of those uh, quick twitch muscles and, and thinking patterns that you would like for an offensive player in the NHL. And you can see it in his game. Um, you, I agree with you on the forecheck. I think he's got an excellent stick. They use him on the PK all the time. But I even hearken back to one dumb little play, uh, dumb in the sense that I remember it, uh, the other night where him and Peterson had a real chance at a short two-on-one from the blue line in, and Peterson put the puck over to him. It wasn't a great pass, but it wasn't a bad pass. And certainly for an offensive player, you have to handle that. And it just dribbled off his stick. And, I mean, they were in alone. It wasn't almost even a two-on-one. It was a two-on-oh. And so, I, you know, there's confidence for sure, I think, is, a, is an issue. I think lost in the shuffle is another piece to this. And I agree with you a little bit on the shot. Uh, I said early on, uh, I didn't, you know, he reminded me a little bit more of, Jordan Everly at a young age where Jordan kind of would get this reputation as a shooter, but really where Jordan scored a lot of his goals was from 10 or 12 feet out. Mm -hmm. And Borgo just, I mean, he's there, he gets chances, just nothing going in the net. And I think you're right. The release is something that probably has to get worked on this summer. Yeah, I you know, and I mean, I've seen or, or followed the Oilers for many years, and there are some guys who are goals. Dan Curry was a great goal scorer, and he never, yeah. he didn't have an NHL career. I think yeah. Borgo has a lot of things that would make him an NHL player, but but I'm thinking middle six winger as opposed to you draft a, a guy in the first round, you're hoping he ends up being in the top six, right? Yeah, I think that's. He, yeah, he looks like a third-line right-winger to me um, who probably plays some on the, you know, like is he a, you know, he's maybe Kyler Yamamoto mm-hmm. on a, you know, on a team where, like I appreciate that Kyler Yamamoto played up the lineup some, but I think that was by necessity more than anything. In a deep lineup, does Borgo play higher than that? I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure. I think that's probably where he is, and I think you're right. I think they needed, you know, yeah. That's hard, you know. You know, everybody's going to talk about the goalie they could have drafted. Um, I don't think they were ever interested in the goalie. So, you know, you look at some of the players in around that area. Borgo really isn't a poor choice at all, but you should get a little more out of him. You should, you know, you'd hold him for a second line right winger there, right? Yeah. So, Bruce Gerlach joining us from Oilers Nation does great work over there looking at the prospects. Uh, so if, if you and I are sitting in a room and we're drinking beer that you purchased because I'm too cheap to do it, um, and we're, you say to me, um, no, I ask you, of the forwards down there who we consider prospects, and let's include Raphael Lavoie, who might be the Dan Curry of this generation, uh, who do you think has the best chance based only on offensive skills and opportunity uh, to make the National Hockey League among the young forwards and and have a career? Well, I, I still think it's Lavoie. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I think we have a couple of blossoming young prospects that we can talk about later or another time, but I still think it's Lavoie. And I think one of the, I'm not sure it's here. Uh, I'm actually relatively confident it's probably not here, unfortunately. I, I, I think 
you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, they got to qualify him again next year at mm-hmm. 5%, which means now he's over 900,000. I'm not sure he can, you know, but he does the one thing that's the hardest thing to do, right? And I think someone's going to give him a shot to do that in a, in a little bit more of a um, uh, op, uh, open environment where he's not stuck down playing eight minutes on the on the fourth line. And the other thing that I think really goes a little bit unnoticed is, I mean, first of all, he's six foot four and he plays like a six foot four player. Like he is hard on people and hard on the puck, not afraid to throw the mitts. Um, you know, I think that garners a lot of leeway for him in almost any other organization in this one. That's not a criticism of the organization. Um, it's just, he's in a hard spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, if, you know, if they were, if the start of the season had carried on to some degree and they were out of this, like, do we, do we not think that Raphael Lava wouldn't be playing 12 or 14 minutes a night on the third line right now because the season was lost? I think he would be. So I, I still think it's Lava. I, I I think Lavoie will play in the National Hockey League. I am intrigued by the spike of uh, Matvey Petrov. They've uh, Savoy's spiking too, but Petrov scored a really nice goal the other night. He seems more involved. He's touching the puck more. And unlike Borgo, he does have a shooter's mentality and a good release. Fair? Yes. It, well, I, I think a few things with him. I think... Number one, you know, what really held him back, or at least in the eyes of some people that I respect uh, in the scouting community, was he played on the perimeter a lot. And you saw that even at the prospect uh, classic out in Penticton the first year. But that's changed. And, I mean, he's a big body. He's six foot two. Uh, he's got good size to him. And he's playing on the inside. And I, 100%, when he gets a chance to shoot the puck, like it is not a democracy for him. He is shooting the puck right now. And he scored that goal the other night from uh, an odd angle. And I saw a lot of people say, Oh, that's fluke. That's not fluke. I've seen him shoot that puck up in North Bay in the OHL from that spot a lot. Um, He's got a great release. I wouldn't say he has the hardest shot in the world, but it's incredibly quick off a stick and incredibly accurate. Um, I and you know I said this to somebody online the other day. Would you have had it on your bingo card if you if somebody said to you Matt Bay Petrov is an incredibly defensively responsible player? Like I wouldn't have. No, but he is. No. Like he is. He plays a very defensively conscious game to the point where you know they bring that line out with him and Gruden and Savoy. Uh, Savoy. Now Savoy kind of gets shuffled off with Malone late in games. They're not afraid to play those that line though in their own zone off the faceoff in high leverage minutes. Uh, Petrov played three on three the other night. Like they're they're very comfortable with him. I I, I agree with you. I really like him. I think there's a real chance because the big thing with him is he plays the left side, right? Yeah, he does, and and he's he's interesting from over there. Um, one final one, not a Bakersfield Condor, but. Uh, I, I looked back at the draft, and I had uh, Bo Aiki ahead of young uh, Bruce Davich, who just got traded. Yeah. Uh, and now, now Aiki got hurt, and uh, the young defenseman from Vancouver ended up being a key part of the trade uh, for Lindholm. So, so their careers have taken a different direction. But do you see uh, Aiki as a guy who maybe could have? Like, I wonder about him 
two years from now, not next year, but two years from now. Uh, he's right-handed, he's mobile, he, he has an idea about what to do with the puck, and I'm not in any way saying he's another Evan Bouchard, but he has a lot of what we would consider to be skills of a modern defenseman. How quickly do you think he might get there if he can stay healthy? Yeah, so I, I, so I like Aki better uh, then the kid, I will not butcher his name, who, who, who Calgary traded for. And mm-hmm. I did, I did at the time of the draft. Um, Aki plays with more edge. He's got a little bigger body on him too. Um, I think, I think the pro game he's built a little bit better for in terms of his path. Yes. I, I mean, he's going to play because of his age. He plays OHL next year. And I think that's the only reason he, um, Probably like he could knock uh, training camp out of the park uh, two years from now and probably still get sent down to the AHL because he's just not going to have enough experience. But, you know, the right side of, you know, and I've been saying it all year or even when the Kesselring trade happened, this right side of this group uh, up until really Warner came out uh, of nowhere was very weak. And Aki, I think he you know he plays a different role than Warner so i think he does have a chance i you know could could he play 30 games uh in the AHL 2 years from now and if he's fine start to see some time in the in the NHL especially if the injuries come i i think so for sure his skating is incredible like absolutely incredible and he defends in the kind of the modern day way where uh, he defends up the ice and he takes the puck off the stick as opposed to using his body. And I, 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 I'm very high on this prospect. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you totally. Now, um, so when when we look at the prospect group here, mm. and like I, I do think that they need, I've mentioned before, I've written about it, I think they need to sign some college guys. I think they need yeah. to sign some CHL undrafted free agents uh, kind of fill in the blanks where they're sending uh, picks and prospects away. Um, this is kind of a tricky question, and I want to phrase it right. One of the things they might be looking at is possibly trading Kulak to, to ease up some money and then sliding Broberg in on the third pair. Two questions. Do you think Broberg is ready, and do you think that he, DeHarnay would be an ideal candidate to play with him, or would you prefer somebody like CeCe? So, <clears throat> yeah. A really loaded question. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, Kulak's a luxury. Uh, he's playing great. I, I, I don't have any issues with Kulak. He's been fantastic, and and as a playoff performer, he's been great. He's just a luxury. I'm not sure the Oilers can afford given their salary cap situation. So, um, you know, whether Kulak goes out this year, and they might have to uh, if they're trying to bring something in. I, I would say. The answer to the question of is Broberg and Dayarnay a good pairing? Tell me who their second pairing right defenseman is. If it's CC, I'm a little worried. Um, can, do we go back to the original conversation at the start of the year? And I don't think you can, given the success of the pairing. But I mean, at one point, Broberg was supposed to play with Ekholm. Yes. Um, you know, so if CC's still here, you probably don't. You probably, I mean, you'd be clinching your sphincter going into the playoffs with Broberg and Dayarnay as a pairing. That, that that pairing has been fantastic in the AHL, but mm-hmm. this is a whole different world. But yeah. I, I think you're, you know, if you're 
you're it's such a tough spot, right? CC's played fine. Like I, I wouldn't, I am just not a CC hater. I, I don't like those people that are, could you do better? Do you want better, especially late in the playoffs than him on the second pairing? Probably. So is he the guy you're trying to move out? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. It's, I, I think Broberg, Darren, only really you'd be comfortable with if you had a little different setup on the right side. In no. the second pairing. Fair. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Alan. Have okay. A great day. That's Bruce Kerlock. He does great work for Oilers Nation.